I hate when I have to do a new episode of this podcast. Always had a bad time. It, 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 Happy New Year! To the show everybody it's it's me jordan welcome to there you go much better welcome to the podcast um <clears throat> so uh obviously i'm recording an episode that's what happens we have free time now I hate it when my mom's in the hospital. I'm just, I'm just gonna start with the sad shit. My mom's in the hospital again, and I, it, it doesn't get any easier. And it, it's it's kind of it. On the one hand, yay, I can catch up on sleep. Yay. I have free time to record a podcast, but at the same time, boy, it's really fucked up. That's that's what you have as your thought process. To, to make a fucking audio recording to say, hey, I'm still alive. No one fucking cares. No one cares if you are alive, Jordan. Just give up. That's what my brain's at right now. It's it's really, really bad. Like, holy shit. Terribly, terribly bad. Um, I wish it was better. I, 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 I it, it doesn't get any better when my mom's in the hospital because I know she's in pain and the pain's getting worse and it's, I don't know how to handle that, to be honest. That's, that's kind of how it, it feels. Uh, so, recently, I recorded game shows, I suppose, in free time. Uh, that episode is out now. You can check it out. Uh, I reviewed a few shows. I'm not reviewing Deal or No Deal Island yet, because obviously it's not out yet. He only has a sneak preview. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to talk about At Midnight and After Midnight, which is out today slash yesterday. Um, I, would, I would review that show, but it's just At Midnight, but an hour with a different host. That's that's about the best way to describe it, and more variety in its joke formats that I thought was really neat. Um, so, so for me, I, I say, hey, check it out. Check out After Midnight Besting on Late Night. And if not, 
go on Paramount Plus and listen and watch it like at at work or in the morning at breakfast time because it's a real good show and really funny. And to me, it's it's still that funny, bizarre shit from the internet show that I just kind of wish still exists in some capacity. But it, I I will I. The, the, I miss Attack of the Show. <laughs> That's about how my brain's working right now. When I when Attack of the Show first got canceled, and at midnight kind of made the rounds with Chris Hardwick, I was that was kind of my like my my like comfort show because that was kind of like an around the net game showy bullshitty thing, and I thought that was kind of neat. Um, it is a panel show. So it, it always is hit and miss. Panel shows are like, it's not a coin flip if they work or not. It, it's really just like a, uh, I, it, it, it's, it's a ch- tough, tough cookie in terms of a variety show. Uh, anyway, if you're wondering, Taylor, uh, it's a variety show. So you would be up against last week, tonight, and Saturday Night Live at the Emmys. It's not as funny, but that would be the case. The Emmys were uh, this week, and I had to go to the hospital at midpoint during the Emmys. So that kind of kind of brought downer to the festivities. Um, I'm sure it, the Bear won in Succession. Uh, so I'm I, I'm really going to go out of my way to try and figure out who won best best game show uh, at the Emmys. Uh, so. If I remember correctly, um, Jeopardy Family Feud, I'm going to guess Jeopardy won. Yep, Jeopardy won. (laughs) They won the 2023 Best Game Show Award. Uh, this is the first time it was ever nominated. Um, Outstanding Rally Competition Program went to RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, which is fun, because you always hear about The Voice and Survivor and all Top Chef. So those were kind of interesting pieces of news for me. Um, anyway, uh, so for the last... 24 hours or so. First, I got some sleep. Uh, second, I update my computer a lot because I haven't been on this computer literally since about July of last year. When I'm on it, it's to record this little bit of sound that you listen to, and that's that's it. It, it kind of sucks, to be perfectly honest with you. This computer is getting a little outdated. So maybe this year or next year I have to update the computer. Um, over on the Patreon, I have my first... Uh, re- I've reviewed the um, the Anbernick 405V. This It's a uh, port... It's an emulator device that lets you play video games pretty much illegally. You're, you're stealing pirated games and playing them. Uh, go play Mario on thing, I, but to be fair, uh, 
Uh, first of all, I pay, I pay for the subscription at Nintendo, and that's a fun way to play it. Uh, but for me, anyway, um, originally my idea was to get an analog pocket, um, because to me that I felt that in my hands uh, way while back when they were in prototype mode, and it felt great. And the people at Analog really want that like classic console use the like cartridges. And when I bought one, I, I saw it play GBA games. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And there's no way to play the fucking GBA games. So I had to get returns on all of that for GBA games. I, that's the only reason there was like a vertical nut Game Boy SP to play a GBA game, Game Boy Advance. And it didn't. To me, that was the biggest sad part about this, because to me, I like what Analog stands for, getting actual uh, devices, not just emulation. I think kind of hinting that you can do emulation, especially NES and Super Nintendo and, and Sonic, but they don't really don't want you to really do that. They want you to just play with the consoles, play the Game Gear games. Uh, because in, in reality here, and this is what is my pivot point. I I like emulated games. When when I was a kid uh, in high school, I played a lot of Nintendo emulators and ROMs and Super Nintendo Genesis uh, on a Windows XP computer, and that, it was fun. Uh, I also got in trouble a lot doing that because you're playing games on your computer. Uh, but uh. Wow, yawning. Um, what made it interesting um, it was the idea that you can play it on a handheld. Now, back then, when I was in high school, my friends were trying to do that with an R4, a Nintendo DS. And that was at a time when you can even bootleg Nintendo DS games. It's fine. It's okay, but that's just not my style. I don't like, I don't like modding an existing device. I, I, because to me, I get it. I understand why people do it. You can, because it's your device. You do whatever you want, and modding it brings more stuff to it. It's a, so you have more uniformity with it. But I don't like the idea of if you brick the fucking thing. It's done. Especially, and it's something like a DS, which already has like physical games you can put in. So for me, I was always not a fan of that, and I wasn't really a fan of a lot of people hawking this shit. Uh, one prominent conservative YouTube channel used to uh, really sell these emulated consoles, and I called them out at an early age. Uh, when they were doing tech reviews, they were reviewing tech in the USA, and I, in my Busy Street days, I called them out on it, and uh, then they pivoted into calling things woke and uh, getting shit wrong still. So, hey, I guess that's that's uh, one YouTube channel that failed to do what they normally were supposed to, which is review fucking technology. Hey. Can't all be Leo Laporte, right? 
Anyway, so for me with emulations, I'm, I'm iffy on it. I am pro emulators, but not, you know, let me fucking brick a Nintendo DS. Let me brick a PSP for it. You can do it if you want. Not my bag, but you do you. I just, to me, it's the, for me, it's, I want to play PSP games on a PSP. I want to play DS games on a DS, and I don't think emulation on those devices is really fair and square. That always feels like a bootleggy kind of, hey, don't you don't want to pay money for this device. And I, and for me, I'm on that on that you have if you're going to play a game, nothing beats like putting the CD in a PlayStation and playing it on the authentic controller. I'm still that way. I, I, I think the DS when you with, with a Nintendo game, the cartridge in the Nintendo with the controller, Genesis same way. Xbox maybe not so much if you have the Duke controller, but hey you do you as well. Uh, but uh, for me I I was I, I, I'm I'm one of those people. It's that if you're going to listen to, like, 70s music at the vinyl records, if you're going to do 80s, an 8-track, 90s, a compact a, a, a cassette, maybe a CD, and go from there. Uh, in 2000s, illegally download all your MP3s in a 128. No, uh, so... For, for me, it's, it's that authentic version. I want, like, the core thing from the decade era how you normally play. However! I, I'm sorry to yell for a second. I probably was jump scary in your, in your earphones. However, since the pandemic, video games have been fucking expensive. And I mean, holy shit! When I was at, like, a retro store back in, like, 2009 2010 when I was still doing uh, early video game reviews like copies of like Diddy Kong Racing they were just loose like just the, the cartridge themselves keep in mind this was like 2010 360 PS3 era that would retail for five dollars sometimes seven if you go to one of those upcharge people, it'd be ten dollars, sometimes fifteen. Shoutouts to Game Dude in Los Angeles. Uh, but nowadays that copy is fifty dollars, sixty dollars. Holy shit! Why are the games getting fucking expensive? Uh, and I'm realizing it's because a lot of crypto bros are getting into the retro devices and they're trying to upcharge things. So my first thought is, holy shit, I should probably sell my old collection and make like $100,000. Holy shit, that would be a lot of my debt paid off. Shoutouts to all those people with credit card debt and student loans still in the work workforce. Um, but secondly... It's so fucking expensive, and it's, to me, I don't think it's worth it. The, the, the problem with business economics is, of course, well, if you feel like a copy of Earthbound's worth 300 bucks, then you pay 300 bucks for a copy of Earthbound. 
But I don't think a lot of people are buying it to play the game necessarily. They're buying it to just say they own it. It's that it's the kind of thing that is the I have a video game shelf of video games. I'm going to put it in my background and then complain about video games becoming woke. It's that kind of bullshit. And I get it. No, 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 I get it. It's a hobby. It's a very expensive hobby. But I want to play some of these games. And they're really hard to find. And a lot of these games are also impossible. Like, for instance, um, Pepsi Man for PlayStation. You can't play... A I don't believe you can play PlayStation Pepsi Man on an American PlayStation. I think there's a region lock on there. So you'll need to either mod your PlayStation to be region-free, buy a region-free PlayStation, or buy a Japanese PlayStation and play Pepsi Man on that. I don't want to do that. I, I am a busy boy. I don't like to do... I don't like that. So I'm going to end up emulating. Pepsi Man. Is it the authentic? Not necessarily, but it's playable and it's still fun and it's enjoyable. And to me, that's the experience I like in video games. So, it's things like that. It's that quick, boy, I want to play Super Mario Brothers. Boy, I want to play Pokemon, the original on Game Boy. But I don't want to lug around the Game Boy. So I bought from Amberneck uh, a Game Boy looking device that lets you play these games. Now, I like the emulation on here. You can mod it to include, uh, I think, Onion OS or something like that, and Garlic, Garlic OS, and it comes with RetroArch technology. A RetroArch is this, I wouldn't say how old it is at this point, it's like 7th at this point. And it's kind of the way to play emulated games these days and keep things logged. It works amazingly. The controls are hit and miss with some certain games. Obviously, your mileage may vary because you're playing with different button control layouts for different devices. I mean, I've been playing DS games. I've been playing uh, Nintendo games. I've been playing Genesis games. I played Sega Saturn games. Uh, for me, I've been playing a lot of busting because to me it's to me that boy I wish I could play that game again and certain games I can't play I can't play that uh, top skater game for instance maybe but it's not the same without the skateboard peripheral uh, but you can play things like I've been playing Bust Move i played Crazy Taxi I've been playing Jet Set Radio uh, I've been playing uh, the, the Burnout 2, PlayStation 2, and just playing a lot of these games that I already own, by the way, uh, except for Bust to Move for Sega Saturn. I don't know what to say, Sega Saturn. And a lot of Dreamcast games of times gone by where it's like, oh god, I wish I had that game. I wish I had Power Stone. And then I can play Power Stone, and it's good. And actually, let me check to see if Power Stone is still on my device. It probably is. Oh, listen to that. Listen to that vibration. There's even a vent. Like a like a steam deck. There's a little vent on top. Oh yeah. Listen, feel that theme. Um anyway. So so a lot of my collection of old games 
head is on this one device. Wow, that was fucking loud. <laughs> um, so good chunk of it. It runs on Android. Uh, when I was looking in the community, sometimes it's Android, sometimes it's Linux. Uh, obviously, I I would say I, I use Android more than Linux, so it's no problem for me. But I think preferably when it comes to uh, emulation, especially for like a PC-like, go for a Linux device. Um, but it was easy for me to just get the stuff booked on there. Let's see. For my Dreamcast, bust move. I want to see if Power Stone's on here. I got Mr. Driller. All right, Sega Rally 2. I got Shenmue, Silent Scope. Oh man, I've, I've missed out on on the uh, Power Stone. Wow, that's bizarre. All right. Anyway. So what I've been doing is just trying to figure out how to get some of these games working on this device. And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, trying to get a lot of arcade games that I used to play on here. Um, for me, it's uh, been Power Stone and Power Stone 2 has been some of those ones I have to grab. Fantasy Star Online, for instance. Um, anyway, I'm going to shut this off, otherwise I'm going to get distracted here. Uh, I like this Abernick. I don't love it fully, but as far as the novelty is, it makes sense. But if you're a die-hard emulator freak, there's like hundreds of these devices. I think it's just, for me, like, personally, in a professional manner, I would say just get one. Find that one that works and then stick with it. And then wait, like, five, six years for technology to get better and then get the next one. Like, this one goes up to, like, PlayStation 2 and Wii and GameCube. The emulation on Wii, not so good. 3DS, not so good. But it's there. Um... I just sort of wish uh, the games were a little better, like in terms of emulation. I'm sure they're good, um, but in terms of the emulation department, it, it needs to get a little better. Uh, so for me, that that's just where I line on this. It's it's good, but I wouldn't. But I would say find the one that fits you. Uh, <clears throat> So I've been playing with that a little bit. Uh, it's fun playing like old school Wheel of Fortune on there. I've come a long way. I can finally play Kirby Adventure on a Game Boy again. To me, that's the kind of things that's why it's like, yes, that's why I wanted a device like that. And that brought a big smile to my face and changed my whole perspective on devices. Um, I, it's so weird. Because, you know, I'm a when I was a kid, and it's like, oh, you rent Monopoly at the Blockbuster video for Sega Genesis. Or uh, going to uh, a friend's place to play the uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer for Nintendo 64. Things like that, and now you can kind of have it in your hand at any time, and it works. I now understand uh, Super Mario 64 speedrunners. 
Shoutouts to all those uh, weird people. You make the world go round, baby. Uh, anyway. I also got a Steam Deck. Uh, I didn't get the OLED Steam Deck. I, I'll i be honest. I don't get the appeal for OLED. I get it. It's cleaner, shinier. The It, it reminds me of OxyClean ads from the 2000s. It makes your whites whiter, your 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 colors colorful and look it even gets dirt and grime off or something like that uh it works okay i i it's surprising me how a game like cyberpunk can play on that device in the palm of my hands it's not fully portable i would say i would say it's like when i had a game gear as a kid and you're holding this big bulky item but as far as like look at the technology and how we can play pretty much modern games on the go that is fucking cool now obviously you can get a phone and hook up a bluetooth to a, a my xbox controller and play uh game pass games on there i think you still do that um but that steam deck works on wonders in terms of like technology and as far as modern gameplay is concerned obviously i don't play a lot of modern modern games i don't i don't own a copy of say Baldur's gate 3. i play a lot of indie games though so it, it's fun just picking up every once in a while and looking at like for instance m dickie's uh wrestling empire game and seeing like the bizarre shenanigans that come up with the ai in that game to me, that is the exciting part of video games. Um, and I think just the, the customization options on there uh, are also worthy of it. Obviously, people do emulate on there. Uh, Jeff Gersman uh, wanted me to try and play Afterburner on the device. I'll be honest, I tried to do that. I couldn't get it to work. And I don't know if it's the BIOS... Uh, for the PlayStation 3, I don't know if I got, like, bad ROMs on it, but it just couldn't work. And Afterburner Climax fucking good game. And I could see why he would suggest that, because it's such a vibe. And it's such a, a relaxing, yet thrilling game. The only way it could be more thrilling is if it had the full arcade experience where you had the little fan-blowing wind in your face at the same time. But it's... But right now, I'm I'm happy with the setup in terms of games. I have a little handy device for retro gaming that's really bringing a smile to my face, and I have a modern handheld that lets me play a lot of modern PC gaming doohickeys, and that's great. Um, and that has been an exciting part of this adventure for me. That is. The, one of the best parts about gaming. Now, I'm going to play a lot more Steam Deck games in the future so I can give that a better review. But currently, I get the appeal. I wish there was more games available for Steam Deck. I wish there was better ways to use it, like a mouse control on it, but hey, it's fine. It is fine. So, anyway, that is the... Uh, the video game report now it's time to talk about television and movies i haven't watched a movie yet this year 
It's been about 15 days now. I haven't seen a movie. Not one fucking movie. I have watched a lot of TV shows, uh, but not movies. And partially it's because podcasts, like listening to podcasts and YouTube videos, uh, like Taskmaster, for instance, Champions was out. I watch a lot of game shows. January is literally the most game shows thrown at me in quite some time. So, <clears throat> and as far as TV is concerned, for me, Jordan, let's go American game shows. Wheel of Fortune is back. We have Jeopardy still in their tournament seasons. Family Feud, but that's Family Feud. Price is Right is still going on at Haven. Let's Make a Deal is still going on at Haven. They have Price is Right at night, and they had a jackpot episode that was really good. They have on Fox, The Floor, and We Are Family. ABC has Wheel of Press Your Luck episodes, new Press Your Luck episodes this January. Uh, NBC has decided to do uh, America's Got Talent Fantasy League, and they've decided to um, put Deal or No Deal Island at the end of February. And then on the UK, Limitless Win is back. They have a version of Jeopardy there and a version of Wheel of Fortune there. And they have the Only Connect finals are, are now out. And it, it just keeps growing. There's Taskmasters. And, oh my god, it just grows and grows. And then on Netflix, there's Trust, a game of greed, or is it greed, a game of trust? I don't fucking remember. And that's not including the mole is back. Not the mole like Netflix version, like the actual the mole, the version we is the mole, the Belgian version of the show with Rick Devenshire and Rick. I think this is last season from what the friends of Reality TV Warriors are saying, and it's such a great season so far. They're in Mexico, and there's Lucha Libre and Day of the Dead references and the Olympic Stadium. It, it grows and grows, and it's such a great show. And then the Traders. Claudia Winkleman's UK version is now out. And now the Peacock version season two of Ellen Cumming is out. And they're both going on at the same time. So now I have to catch up to two of the Trader shows while watching The Mole. While <laughs> like not having a nervous breakdown. And then this week is the finale of Jetlag the Game. And then in the future, like I think next month is the new Game Changer seasons. And I'm just like, ah, I have to play catch up now over saturated with game shows. And yet here I am, the guy who watches game shows, watching all the fucking game shows. Wanna talk prices right? It's great. Wanna talk Wheel of Fortune? The last three games, someone has solved, say, solved the puzzle w without, like, spinning the wheel for a double or a triple. And it still bothers the shit out of me. My biggest pet peeve. Hey, if you roll, if you spin the fucking wheel and call T, there's four T's. At the bare minimum, 500 times 4 is $2,000. You could go for that. No, I'm gonna solve the puzzle and take the easy thousand. It's not the prize puzzle round, it's like round two. 
that's what annoys me about Wheel of Fortune. And it still goes on to this day. Anyway, the Royal Rumble's coming up. And I, I'm mixed about the WWE. Now, I, I like pro wrestling, but I haven't been ke keeping up with AEW, and I haven't really been keeping up with WWE. I've just been scrolling on the phone and going, oh, CM Punk's back. Oh, here's a clip. Oh, Cody Rhodes is there. Oh, I'm going to look at that clip. I've just been watching clips. And I'm reading like, oh, Kevin Dunn is gone. And I'm like, well, thank fucking God. Now I can probably watch the show and not get, like, seasickness. I hate, I, I, I couldn't watch WWE. I don't get motion sickness that often. I was okay with Cloverfield. But there was a point when, when it was a lot of zoom in, zoom out, and a lot of like 100 takes at the same time that was almost seizure inducing. And I hope that that makes the show watchable. At the same time, I can't fucking tell you any of the storylines or characters. Same thing with AEW. I heard Samoa Joe's the champion now. He was on Distraction once, and I'm happy about that, but I don't fucking remember. Like, who's the next challenger? Swerve? Is it Danhausen? I don't fucking know. Maybe it's Orange Cassidy. It's Sting's last match soon. I don't... I don't get it. Anyway... I, I think the, the... Wrestling is good. And I think that... I'm glad a lot more people are getting more into wrestling. But at the same time... I... Kind of wondering where where are you watch the wrestling. Because if it's me, I'm watching it through Peacock. Uh, TNT, uh, that's for my mom's cable. But what, I, I don't recall anyone really paying much attention or getting a cable subscription after wrestling. I mean, even if you watch Raw, you're watching it through Hulu. Or you're watching it through Peacock. I think for AEW, there if it I'm still surprised it's not fucking Max. I, I wish there was a way for people to watch AEW that's not just like paying for TNT or buying Bleacher Report for the pay-per-views. If there was an easier way to get access to that product, I'm sure a lot more people will watch. But at the same time, it's getting more fucking stupid. So I don't... Maybe the, 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 the honeymoon period is over for AEW. Especially now that TNA is returned. TNA, Impact Wrestling. Oh, wow. Will that be the number two brand again? I mean, that's my bold prediction. A lot of people like to do uh, bold predictions in the wrestling uh, figures. Uh, they like to go, oh, so-and-so is going to win the championship at WrestleMania, or 
episode, so it's going to go to AEW, things like that. My bold prediction this year is, and no one cares, TNA will become the second brand again and be AEW in ratings. That's my bold prediction. I'm probably going to be wrong about that. But I, that's where my head is steering. That, that TNA will have a show with more viewers than AEW. Uh, and become the number two brand because of it. Uh, additionally, I think WWE will be a much stronger product now that Vince is gone and Kevin Dunn is gone and you're seeing a lot more new people show up with more different eyes on the product. I think that's good. Oh, hey, water. Anyway. Huh. I think wrestling's okay. I think wrestling games can be a lot more fun now. That's just me. Uh, <clears throat> I've... It, it, it's to me like it, it could get better, the products. But I don't really know yet. I don't feel... Um, so, lastly... last part of this episode uh, so I visited my mom today um, gave her a hug uh, it's, it, it's very very sad um, I, I, I will say on the record the time before the Uber got me to take me out to when I said goodbye I'm gonna see you tomorrow I cried for a good five fucking minutes um, and I, I don't know if it's because is this the last time I'll see her those thoughts or if it's the overwhelming nature of what lies ahead so I did what any sane human will do with the situation and went to Chuck E. Cheese yes Chuck E. Cheese so okay I didn't like start at Chuck E. Cheese First, I went to Five Below, picked up some snacks, picked up some fun tchotchkes. Uh, Five Below, to me, I'll say this, is one of the best little stores out there. Um, it's not, it's, I get it, Dollar Tree and Dollar General and all this, but Five Below has a lot more variety in its products and has a lot of pop culture items. I saw, like, Hunter and Hunter and... Uh, Chainsaw Man and um, Spy Family's merch in there. Uh, I saw a Funko Pop of Harley Quinn. Mostly candy and snacks, though, was where, why I was there. But after picking up a few snack items, I went to the gym and grabbed uh, uh, 
two drinks. I bought a Rise Kool-Aid Tropical Punch that tasted like a fucking... <laughs> I hate to say this. The, the Rise uh, Energy uh, Kool-Aid flavor tastes like Kool-Aid. Uh, usually when it comes to like an energy drink with some capacity and it says, Oh, this tastes like Sunny Delight or this tastes like Skittles. It doesn't taste like that. It tastes like a, a car, like a chemical, and it just smells like that. But I will say, after trying it for the first time, it tastes like the fucking Kool-Aid. It, it tastes like a carbonated Kool-Aid that's the tropical punch. Like, if they made a uh, Kool-Aid burst, you remember the squeeze-its with the Kool-Aid, into a soda. That's what they did, and it tasted good, and I was excited. Uh, so, for me, I, I'm, uh, I'm I'm happy. I enjoyed it, and then to get my electric lights back, uh, Prime. Heard of this Prime? You know, Logan Paul and KSI, and Logan Paul and KSI, and Logan Paul and KSI. I get it, like, the, the fucking, it's it's the YouTube people and they're selling this shit. I get it. I get it. It's like the, it, it's, it's Gen Z's version of Wrexham. Everyone else is like, oh my god, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McAnally got a, a soccer team. Oh lord, oh boy. And, and all the kids, oh my god, Logan Paul and KSI have a drink company. It's good soda, by the way. Uh, anyway, so, so Prime. Um, they, they got into because energy drinks, and I fucking. It's not. The energy drinks aren't the ones that sell more, it's the hydrations, the Gatorade stuff. Uh, the, 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 the hydration drinks that Prime makes uh, are hit and miss. I think that everyone who drinks it goes, well, it's too sweet. Too sweet. I'm doing the can thing. Um, but it's 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 tasty. It's a tasty. The primes. I don't like the watermelon one. I like the Dodger one. Uh, the fruit punch and lemon lime are the ones that are in my fridge right now. The lemonade ones are really good. But there was one I haven't tried yet. Metamoon. I I finally tasted it. It's okay. It tasted like wet. Uh, and for me, the, uh, orange, I've yet to find the orange one until today. I can say I've completed the collection until that freeze pop. I got announced the same day I had the orange prime and folks, orange prime is a 10 out of 10, five star soda. Well, that's how it's a, it's a fucking... Uh, coconut water hydration drink like a Gatorade, but I will say it it, it, it will, it really is really good. I don't know how long the prime drink will last because obviously this is, if this is a selection of flavors, they have to keep the marketing up and eventually the, uh, the Logan Paul KSI stuff will kind of fizzle away as they become more passe or, or mid, 
Uh, or maybe Logan Paul goes back to a suicide forest for all we know. Or was that Jake? Or some dumb shit happens in a UFC fight somewhere. Uh, so, so, but, but Prime at the moment right now is hot. Like, that is a trendy fucking drink. And for good reason, it does taste very, very well. It does live up to the hype, I will say. It tastes good. It's not sweet. It's safe for kids to drink. You could give this to a teenager. They will be cool as shit. This is this is the kind of thing that they say is bussin'. I can't roll my R's, but pretend I did the FR. Anyway, it's good. The orange one, I will now say, 10 out of 10, I want a case of that shit right now. I'm not kidding. That is the best orange drink I have had. It's orange. It's sweet. But there's no sugar. And there's a little bit of coconut. And unlike the other ones... All the other ones have coconut water. It's all coconut water stuff. And it, 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 there's that little kick of the coconut water at the end, and you kind of have that, what? Um, I think this is the one where the coconut water pairs perfectly with the orange. And it's one that I would say does a great balance of the tartness with the sweetness that I feel it is... A real experience, uh, in a way that, it, that I wish I didn't say stuff like this because it makes it sound like, oh my god, I'm getting paid for endorsements or some TikTok bullshit. It's the best prime flavor, and it's one I want right now. And I wish it didn't have all this Logan Paul and KSI stuff in the front game, because as a standalone product, it's fucking good that to me is the unfortunate part prime tastes good boy i sure wish it wasn't with youtubers sometimes but it's okay anyway uh they the thing is though i know i'm 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 being facetious the thing though is a lot of youtubers when they get to that category of youtube where they're making millions of dollars they're going to invest that money somewhere and reinvest that money and keep growing. That's what Mr. Beast does. That's what the Paul brothers do. That's what KSI does. They're basically trying to do what a lot of celebrities do in the mainstream. You know, buy restaurants, invest in shit, like what when Paltrow does with Goop. That's what they're doing. That's what celebrities sometimes do is reinvest into companies and businesses and Shark Tank shit. And this is no different. The only difference is it's a fucking good product. <laughs> a lot of it is a lot of phony bullshit. And I remember last summer when I first tried Prime, I had this whole uh, theory of a lot of YouTube food endorsements were going to be gross. I tried Feastables bars and hot ones and chicken wings. And the Feastables bars... The crunch is good. The rest are kind of okay. It tastes like Easter candy. Uh, but the prime drinks, 
Insert mileage may vary based on the flavor preference. I think the lemon, lime, and tropical punch are the ones I prefer the most. L lemonade's also really good, but the fucking orange I had today is really orangey. Like, that is the... When I fantasize an orange drink in my head, it's that. And they fucking did it. And it's... It, it's one bit happy and another part, but shit, I want more. So I'm going to end up trying to find a case of that shit. Um, anyway. Maybe that's just how it goes. Now, a lot of people want the uh, cherry freeze one now these days. I get it. your mileage may vary. Uh, anyway. I just bounce it. Yes, I will order some through Amazon. Um, anyway. Or was I? Oh yeah, so I had the orange drink, went to Five Below. Went down to the Dave and Busters. Uh, first of all, Dave and Busters was a little quiet. I mean, it, it was Tuesday, so it makes sense. Um, and I ended up feeling very sad in there. Like, it, the first of all, I didn't get any food there. I was just looking at the arcade games. A lot of the arcade games I've already played. It, it's like elevator action. The Star Wars VR game wasn't there anymore. There's a Spider-Man Marble game now that's that's kind of cool. I played that. Uh, and then I left. Like, immediately. Like, after like 20 minutes, just like, I'm out. And went across the street... Uh, to lovely Chuck E. Cheese. Why? Because it's 7 o'clock at night. And a grown-ass adult with no kids goes to a Chuck E. Cheese. So I decided to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Now, I will... The, the real reason I wanted to go to Chuck E. Cheese is, is one, haven't been in like a decade. Two, I I don't want to go when it's fucking crowded. To me, that's even worse. To go at a busy time like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometime in the afternoon with a kid's birthday party. By going around like the dinner time, not a lot, especially on a weekday, which is a Tuesday, not a lot of people are going to show up there. I think it's going to be a lot of families with a kid for a quick, easy birthday. Or it's going to be uh, people who uh, who just want like to just tire out the kids before going getting them to bed. There was barely anybody there. It was mostly just the people working there. So I... Somebody I felt like shit being the one guy's like, yeah, I want a pizza. I want pizza and wings. 
and the Chucky Cup, which I left at the restaurant. It's tiny as shit, but it has this like inflatable thing. It feels great. But it's like a real tiny ass cup for kids. Like I think you get like five ounces of soda in there. Um, but I got a huge Mr. Munch plush. I didn't get any toys or, or redeem the tickets. I just bought a Mr. Munch plush. Uh, got the pizza, ate the pizza, ate the wings, and some unicorn churros because I love churros. And I want to do the review. I know it's not Doughboys. This is just a guy reviewing food on the internet. So, the pizza was trash. It was a thin crust pizza. I ordered a medium. It feels like they wanted you to either get personal or large, especially, because they probably have more dough. So this medium dough was not really proofed very well. It wasn't puffy or soft. It was crunchy as shit. It was like a cracker. Obviously, I think this was like the, the recycled dough from a few days ago, because no one orders that many pizzas, especially medium. Um, but it was... It was not that good. The The sauce was okay. The cheese is okay. Pepperoni's okay. I would, if I were to compare it to any other pizza in the entire world, I would say the 7-Eleven pizzas. If you go to 7-Eleven and you get one of those like $5 pizzas specials, that's, that's what they give you. It's about the same kind of quality pizza. But this one's 25 bucks. Five times the value. Barely edible. It, I was told the pizza's better. Check out Chuck E. Cheese. The pizza is good now. They, it's so good. They have a ghost kitchen called Pasquale's Pizza for you to go. It's, it sucks. Uh, anyway. So I went to the Chuck E. Cheese. And I had the pizza. It's, it sucked. It, it sucked a lot. Um, I don't know how much of the fault is the staff or proof or whatever. Probably my fault because I went at a time when most likely no one orders pizza, so it's of course it's gonna be a shitty pizza. But it was a really, really bad pizza. That being said, though, I got the unicorn uh, churros. It was soft the first bite, but the longer I waited, the harder it got to chew and the tougher it got into a point of being impossible to eat. It's cinnamon and sugar, but then there's a blue powder, a pink powder, and a green powder on them. I'm wondering, is that just colored sugar? Is that cotton candy sugar? Is that nickel nip powder? What was our lick and dip? Lick and dip powder? What, what's the, the sugar on this unicorn sugar that I tried? And it was... It was 
okay at first and then gross. I heard a song about a banana dog three times while visiting there, which tells me the videos only go on for about 35 minutes, which tells me, boy, I would hate to work there because you would have to see the same videos at least six times in your shift. If you want to go into a four hour shift, but if you work 12 hours or 10 hours, oh my God. I also got a cool selfie with Chucky, but my face looks like shit in that. But anyway, the wings. I got wings there. And normally, I don't order wings at Chuck E. Cheese. I don't go to Chuck E. Cheese and my thought is, boy, I can't wait to eat chicken wings. There are other chicken wing places out there. Wingstop is one of the most famous ones. Uh, KFC had wings last year. There's a whole campaign with Popeyes and their wings at the moment. There's bars and grills across the country that gives you wings. There is a lot of ghost kitchens. They offer wings in some capacity with names like It's Wings or Wingzilla or Bet Your Ass It's Wings and they all have the same kind of wing. It's that kind of wing that is obviously a frozen Tyson chicken wing that they ended up having sauces imported over. It's not even proprietary. And they're mid. They're mid wings. The drumettes are tough to chew. The flats are soft but impossible and you just end up feeling miserable at the end. The buffalo wings are either too spicy or mid. Or they use Frank's Red Hot. I know you fucking places use Frank's Red Hot, you bitches. They're not good. Bad sauce. Frank Frank sucks. I don't put that shit on anything because that sauce sucks ass. Anyway, so I had the wings at the Chuck E. Cheese and having really bad pizza and really bad unicorn churros. I was ready to dump, dump it all on this. I've had a, my mom's in the fucking hospital. I'm crying as hell. The only highlight of positive is it is Spider-Man and an orange prime drink and a Kool-Aid energy drink. And what happens? What happens for me? I end up having good wings. I know. What the fuck? Now these wings are tiny. They're small. Petite. I would say they were a class C chicken wing. They're not necessarily the kind of big meaty wings you would see on like a menu somewhere when they say chicken wings it's a very small bit of wing and I ordered buffalo because that's the classic sauce and it was literally the best thing I had at Chuck E. Cheese 
and one of the best wings I've had in quite a while as well. Because they were soft and tender. I can't fucking believe it. A soft and tender chicken wing that was covered in the sauce, not burning, stingy out like a hot ones, and flavorful. I could taste it and go, that's a chicken wing. The drumettes, yum. The flats, also yum. And I got a lot more flats than drums, which tells me, oh my god, I'm the lucky one. Normally you get like 80 drums and no flats. So I ended up having really good wings at Chuck E. Cheese. Obviously I didn't. I was still hungry like an hour later home but I got to have a bit of fun <laughs> the only weird thing is just explaining why you have a Mr. Munch plush to an Uber driver <laughs> but other than that uh, it's fine uh, so anyway uh, I ended up when I got um, I, I, I came home with the plush I got all that I got some food that's not a really fun story because it's just food. Hey, I or hey, I got a door to I just spent a shitload of money today. I went to Uber, I went to Chuck E. Cheese and spent 30 bucks, like 50 bucks on crap food, and then I spent another 50 bucks. Like, I'm not that loaded, but I wanted literally, I don't have that much time out in the real world. So I decided if I'm going to shoot my shot now. Go to Chuck E. Cheese at a time when it's not crowded, eat the bad pizza, and try wings. The wings were great. And I got a big plush munch. And I like munch. So, I saw the arcade games. Um, the stage was very sad, and that needs a redecoration. The arcade games were okay. There's no more two. And when you look at things like Sky Zone doing like an indoor playground, like a Discovery Zone, and the whole like trampoline park is getting is pretty much where all the kids are these days. Um, it makes it even more sad. Um, I get it though. You can't make money. Just having a play pe place in a restaurant and calling it a day because you're not making money on that you're making money on the arcade games because the arcade games is like a little casino for kids so for me for me um, I was kind of disappointed now I love video games I I, I I loved Chuck E. Cheese arcade games. Obviously, a lot of arcade games had to retire. The things like California Speed's no longer there, or Hydro Thunder, or Eight Two Overdrive, whatever. It's a lot of they're doing the Dave and Buster's swipe the card now. Um, the RF, their RFID sensors, I believe is what it is, and it's kind of cool. The kids have this and they don't lose tickets and tokens and all that. I like that kind of stuff. But at the same time, 
the Ticket Redemption games are all very low jackpots. Like, it feels like I'm on a daytime game show. It's like, hey, you could win up to 50 tickets. Ooh. You could win up to 200 tickets. When, like, Dave and Buster's is going, 3,000 tickets on the same game. So you just kind of go, what? The, the, by the way, the, pri the point structure to, like, prizes at Chuck E. Cheese is actually kind of comparable to David Buster's. Uh, like, the like the same, like, board game that is normally 40,000 tickets at David Buster's is 4,000 tickets at Chuck E. Cheese, which, if you go based on the amount of tickets you need and time and play, it's about the same amount. Uh, so what I did was you could buy tokens, which has that weird 1.8 token thing. I think that point system sucks ass, and I think that's unfair for kids. I, I'm just going to just throw that out now. I don't think Chuck E. Cheese is listening to this, but if the company is hearing this, don't do that. Don't. Just make it one point or two points. You're, you're talking to literal babies. Four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds. They haven't gotten to decimals yet. That's a third-grade thing. That's a fourth-grade thing. You're, they don't know what 1.8 means. Give them one or give them two. Tell them this is, like, hey, the point system is 1.2 points, three points. And you get 30 points. It makes it easy for them to figure out. It used to be easy when you were a kid because tokens, you could count your tokens and play along. That doesn't happen anymore. It, it, the point system could be a little better. Also, and this is what I did, I used an all-you-can-play pass. Unlike Dave and Buster's, Chucky e. Cheese has something that's really smart. You can play all the video games you want for 30 minutes, or 45, or an hour, or two hours, and it costs you about the same as, like, the, the smallest amount of points. Like, the 20 bucks gets you this. So... When you're, like, the only grown-ass adult in the arcade, not a lot of kids playing arcade games, you have 30 fucking minutes to play all the arcade games you want. And that includes Ticket Redemption games. Boy, I played a shitload of basketball and skee-ball today. But what I actually... I mean, I did that. I went through almost all the Ticket Redemption games just for the funds, and I got three tickets. Ooh, four tickets. Wow. I think the most I got was 125 because of the big wheel game, and I think if I just did that for like the 35 minutes, I would have broke even. Um, but for me, it was the ultimate opportunity to play racing games, light gun games, any game where if you got the game over, you can swipe and keep playing. And I got to do that. 
I played uh, Let's Go Jungle with that configuration. I got to do three rounds. I got further than I've ever done on Let's Go Jungle before. And then I said, I have to stop because I know I have time left and I want to go through all the games. I played Luigi's Mansion and I got jump scared by the first ghost. I don't like spooky. Anyway, so the Chuck E. Cheese arcade thing with the all-you-can-play pass. And I think, and I, I have to think like a parent. I, I'm not a parent, but I have to think like a parent. If I have a kid who is not good with money and not really good at timing, if you just say, here's 30 minutes, go hog wild, they will lose track of time and exhaust themselves. And then when they're done, okay, time to go. It's perfect. Let's get your prize and go home. I, I think that is a smart option that all you can play past, especially when it comes to little itty bitty kids who don't know what 1.8 points means. I still think that's bullshit. Anyway, so I think Chuck E. Cheese has an experience. It's okay. The pizza is is not good. I was told it's great now, and oh, the Chuck E. Cheese pizza is better than it was before. Nope, it's still terrible. However, the wings were really, really good, and that might be my wing place if 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 all things go well. Um. But it, as far as like the games are concerned, it's cute playing Super Monkey Ball, and it's cute playing like all these little games. But I'm a grown ass adult, and obviously I don't want to be in there much longer than I need to. So I was in there for maybe an hour, ate pizza, took a selfie with Chucky. Uh, and wanted to write up the review. But I didn't want to write it up. I figured it's better to just tell you. I went to a Chuck E. Cheese by myself. And no, I didn't get dirty looks from anybody. They were just kind of wondering, like, oh, is this like a food crick or something? Um, so, yeah, apparently people thought it was a food crick. So I guess that was good. I got to be a food critic. Um... I guess that technically this is a food review, so yes. Yes, you are right, I'm a food critic. Um, but yeah, the Chuck E. Cheese, pretty fun. Okay. I think it was cute. Um, I don't know, Dave & Buster's kind of has more flash for, for a kid who likes video games, and trampoline parks are kind of what the kids are into these days like Sky Zone. Then I think for Chuck E. Cheese, they need to go back to basics and either do a, like a ball pit or a, or like a trampoline thing and an arcade or fix their fucking menu <laughs> would be a good start as well. Better songs. Because there's a whole lot of things that I think could be fixed about that place. It's really depressing 
that their big highlight is a dance floor with LED lights. That's like in most like game video game keyboards and headphones. Oh, a razor like floor that turns red and blue and green. Whoa! It just to me that just seems ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Um. Anyway, uh, that's that's just kind of how I feel about it. Um. So then I got home and watched After Midnight and had a good laugh and enjoyed it. And that brought me to where we are right now. This episode. After Midnight is a fun little show. If you like At Midnight, you would like After Midnight. It's the same thing, but instead of a Chris Harrick going, POINTS! It's Taylor Tomlinson going, Eh, points. And it, this works. Um, I was surprised it went fast for an hour hashtag wars is still there and it's still very silly um but i want to know the viewership and my recommendation is watch on paramount plus i want internet bullshit to be on a tv show i want a tv show about dumb internet shit i want to attack the show back also but that's not gonna happen anytime soon so this has to be it. This has to be my attack on the show. Safety net, yet again. So please check it out. And I'll see you sometime in the future. I still don't know when. For, for another episode. Maybe I'll talk about G4 again. Wouldn't that be swell? Anyway, that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Jornos. Signing off. Good night.